Stabbed in the heart because death do us part. Hello and welcome to Death Do Us Part. I'm Laura. And I'm Jeremy. Um, so today I think I have a very specific complaint that I would like to lodge. Oh, I do as well. So, um, it's the same thing happened tonight and last night. That happens pretty much every night. I work sometimes very long days when I have to go into the office, and then I spend about two hours in my car on the way home, and I get home, and I pick up our kid, and I go into the kitchen, and I open the fridge to pull out what I had planned to make for dinner, and right as I'm pulling the stuff out, Nick wanders into the kitchen and goes, uh, uh, no, I don't want that. <laughs> exactly, like, word for word, exactly like that. That's a quote. And then, <laughs> little quotes around that. And then I'm like, what? Why? And he's like, mm, I just don't feel like it. Which is literally what he says every, I just don't feel like it. And I'm like, well, I told you that I was going to make this on, like, Sunday when I planned You guys actually have seen, I think on your fridge, you have a calendar. And on yeah. that calendar, you have what's being made for yes. dinner that it's night. It's like a weekly thing. And on Saturday or Sunday, whatever day when I'm going to, like, go to the grocery store, I pick it all out. I talk about it at Nick because obviously he's not listening to what not I'm saying. Not to him. <laughs> <laughs> I write it down. And then it hangs there all week. And then Nick looks around it every single day and then not until it's 5 30 and i'm in the kitchen and he rolls up and goes what's for dinner um does he realize that he doesn't feel like it that's fucking rude and so um, then i go <laughs> well do you have a suggestion of something else which obviously he and you've already started making dinner yes. at this point yeah i'm like pulling it out and he's like oh, i don't feel like it and i'm like oh well what else would you have and he's like oh, i don't know i just don't feel like this and then he always ends up suggesting two things, which is pizza and then this yummy Hawaiian barbecue place, which I'm not saying. I, mean, it, yeah, yeah. It, I was going to say, <laughs> it is yummy, like it's good, but the name is yummy. I'm just being like, it's yummy. Yeah, um, that's the, the name, name of, of the it. place is yummy Hawaiian barbecue. And yes. I know it well. It's it's delicious. It is delicious, <laughs> but I don't need to eat that every single week because on Wednesday he decided he didn't want what we were having. Now he needs a new strategy. I have a strategy for this. <laughs> Uh, if you're like, ah, you know, I really want to get some food out, what I do, <clears throat> I take the kids out um, to hang out at the neighbor's house, and we're playing outside. Everyone's having a good time. They're riding bikes. Um, then Kelly will bring out our dog and chatting with the neighbors, and before you know it, it's like 6 o'clock, and who wants to make dinner that close to the kids' bedtime? And I'm like, you know, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll take the hardship. I'll run out and, and pick up some food. You See, know what I do real when I don't want to cook? What, what do you do? I walk over to your neighbor's house and then ask you guys if you want pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <clears throat> See, I thought that was Nick's doing because no. he always wants pizza. Nick always wants pizza, but um, no, if I really don't feel like doing anything, then I'll ask what you guys are doing. See, now, my complaint is a little different. When I get off of work, I usually have all the kids because Kelly's had the kids all day. So I relieve her of kid duty, and she has a little bit of time to herself. I might take them outside uh, so the house is uh, not so chaotic. And she typically makes dinner. Now, the, the nights that I make dinner or lunch or breakfast, 
uh, or usually when we don't have something planned. So I'm just looking in the fridge, trying to throw something together. And what inevitably happens is I do something wrong. I'm still, I'm the one making dinner, so no one else has to. Uh, I might make something easy like pasta or uh, breakfast for dinner. How do you make breakfast for dinner wrong? Apparently I can do it. And the kids pile on as well. They're like, Dad, this isn't how Mom makes it. Well, these eggs are too dry or something tastes different. Um, So they all complain uh, at me about whatever meal that I'm making. I'm not sure why I put myself in these positions. but I was going to say, just don't make it anymore. You're like, meh, make your own dinner. Yeah, but if, if we don't have something planned, uh, then time just continues to pass by until it gets later and later and closer to the kids' bedtime. And they, they need to go to bed. They got school, and um, they're grumpy as shit if they don't get enough sleep. For sure. So when it gets to that point, I'm like, okay, I'll just throw some food together. Um, and it's always wrong. So that's my pet peeve is uh, not showing gratitude for the poor food that I make. <laughs> Maybe it's more of a commentary on my cooking than, than their uh, lack of gratitude. But before we get into our other murders, just want to remind everyone, if you're looking for us, you can uh, search online at Death, uh, Death to His Part Podcast. Just Google us and we pop up. Uh, or find us at deathtohispartpodcast.com or Dupcast on the social meets, as Laura has educated <laughs> me, means social media. I just liked how you thought that was like a website. You were like, well, I've never heard of that website. Yeah, I almost Googled, what's social meets? Before like, I responded, trying to not to be stupid. But I asked <laughs> the question anyway, and I was stupid. But uh... So yeah, we both have gripes about uh, dinner time or meal planning, really, right? Making meals. Yes. Uh, and I think you went first last week, so I'll, yes, I'll go I, first. Yes, I had a much more intense complaint. Um, I think this one's more of just like a continuous forever complaint. Just a nagging issue that grinds against the back of your brain that could possibly drive someone to to murder, uh, which is what happened uh, to this sweet little family. Uh, the wife's name is Nazar. And she lives in Brooklyn with her husband, Noor Hussain. Uh, they're a Pakistan family. And she was cooking dinner. And now I hate, I have to just preface, I hate this guy. And I continue to hate him more as the story progresses on. So she's already cooking dinner. And he right. comes home and says he wants goat. Well, first Not of a all, thing. <laughs> No, goats are a thing. You should Google them. They're really fascinating <laughs> creatures. I'm saying, They're goats, pretty cute, too. Goats are for yoga, and goats, <laughs> goats are, are for, like, the adorable little fainting ones that, like, you scare them and they fall over. Goats are not for eating. They're also for goat cheese. That so is I guess the, milking. the century we live in. You don't eat goats. No, no. I don't know. Actually, I may have had... I'm not sure if I've ever had goat. Also, if I Maybe was un- literally annoyingly. already cooking, and then Nick walked in and was like, mmm, goat, like... I'd smack him in the face with my frying pan, Tangled Style. Tangled Style, yes. Oh, I just watched that movie with the kids recently, too. Actually, I listened to that movie recently because we were were driving driving in the car. Yeah. So, anyway. So, um, Nazar was already cooking. Nora comes home, says he wants goat. She says, well, I'm making something else for dinner. She's making a vegetarian dish. Now, I love cheeseburgers and meat. But if my wife's making a vegetarian dish, I'll say, oh, thank you very much for making me dinner. His reaction. We support meatless Mondays. His reaction was a little bit different. Um, Now, now, so 
he he became enraged, as all these logical men do who don't get their way. Really, they just throw fits like children, except they're violent fits. They're just big, giant, dangerous man babies. So they started to argue, exchange words. And this man baby, as you <laughs> described him, um, didn't like how she was talking to him. She was using foul language, like I, they said in the article um, uh, on the New York Post, uh, she said motherfucker and some other things, which you know, it's very disrespectful. But except when your husband, valid. <laughs> except when your husband's demanding goat and you've already started dinner, then yes, I think in the if you look at in Webster's dictionary, that's the definition of motherfucker. Yes, husband so, who demands goat when <laughs> food is on stove. So apparently, it's okay for Nor to use foul language, but not his wife Nazar. So he beat her with a stick until she died, oh over God. and over. Oh my god. You know what the worst, like the stupidest on his part about the whole entire thing is? Do you think after that he had goat for dinner? You know, and uh, poetic justice is going to be served goatless, uh, as we'll see throughout the rest of this this story. So after he beat her uh, to a pulp with his stick, um, he was arrested and charged with murder. His defense attorney, uh, lawyer Julie Clark, who I have no respect for anymore, um, said that beating one's wife is customary in Pakistan. That was their defense. They were going for manslaughter instead of a murder charge. Okay, so she wasn't just being like, he should get off. She no, was like, no. Oh, well, it was part of his, like, cultural views. Yeah, so he didn't think that would kill her because it's common to beat your wife in Pakistan. Until she dies, though? Yeah, I thought, I'm pretty sure the association of beating someone senseless and death still exists, even in a culture where that is acceptable behavior. Regardless of the fact that you're not currently living in that culture, so it doesn't mean that we are just not going to get in trouble. Right, right. And also, we live in the United States. This is in New York. Yes. So. Okay. So his defense attorney was like, mm, let's lighten these charges up. And yeah, everyone yeah. ha 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 at him. They all ha 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 at him. Yes. He was convicted of murder. Um, but get ready to hate him even more. Uh, when they were doing his sentencing, the defense argued that uh, Noor's punishment being in jail would be more than the average inmate because they don't have any Pakistan food in prison and that he couldn't speak English. It always comes back to dinner with this guy, as the New York Post article, the follow-up article <laughs> said, which I love their sassy commentary. Uh, so it always comes back to dinner for Noor. So... Um, he, by the way, I don't think I mentioned, is 75 years old. So the judge said, fuck it. It's basically a life sentence no matter what. Um, the defense was going for a minimum sentence of 15 to life and the prosecution 25 to life. So judge split the difference, probably got on with his day, had some goat, gave him 18 to <laughs> life and said, that's enough. Um, but get ready to hate him. Even oh my more. god, did he live the 18 years? He probably got out early, didn't he? No, no, this, this is so uh, full of hate. Too, too recent, so he's okay, still in okay, jail. Okay, 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 he's still in jail. Good, um, good, but good, he good. pleaded uh, with the help of a translator to the judge to give, give me electric shock so I can die. Because he would rather die than eat not goat for the rest of his life, apparently. He straight he up so said, upset. I'd rather die than eat not no, goat? No, that's, that's the part I added. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But he pleaded oh to the judge. God. What can I do for you? 
Oh, hi, Siri. Can you tell me about Nor and his love of goat? What? What sounded like Siri to... Apparently yelling about goats not is goat? what really gets her... Is that what your your trigger is for your phone? Not goat. <laughs> uh, not goat. Can you please tell me how to get to yummy Hawaiian barbecue? <laughs> uh... So he got his just desserts. Um, and now serving he's just his eating soggy out. old like cafeteria food. Yep. So much goatless white bread. So I just have one thing to say to Noor if you listen to this podcast. I bet you want that vegetarian dish now, huh? <laughs> So the moral of the story is don't complain about your wife's cooking. Eat it with a smile. And don't try to change the menu when it's already written on the fridge for a week. Um, so I actually, as I mentioned previously, I'm really into Black Widows right now. So I have a Black Widow. Um, and it's part like she was poisoning in meals, part force feeding, just totally beautiful she's got all the things she's got all all the things um so i i wanted to talk about um stacy caster um and she did she name like cast right thank you you. (laughs) um okay so she uh killed two husbands um, the first one definitely, and then the or the second one definitely, and then the first one they were like, mm, yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, originally, when she was seventeen years old, she met her first husband, Michael Wallace. Um, they fell in love. They had two daughters, um, and they had very little money and. Um, it was hard on her, I guess, not having all that money. Um, and so her and her husband, poor Michael Wallace. Hard knocks. Which just makes me think of um, The Office. Because it's just Michael and Wallace. And oh, it's yeah, like yeah, combining yeah. them into one person. <clears throat> Michael Scott and Dave Wallace. Yep. Um, so anyways, um, poor Wallace in 1999 started feeling sick intermittently. Um, he would be unsteady and coughing and kind of seem like he was swollen. Oh, poor, um, poor guy. Just out of the blue. Uh, and his inexplicable sickness persisted over the whole holiday season with his family telling him that he should go to the hospital. And then, unfortunately, he died um, before he could do so. Um, so her, their daughter, their oldest daughter um was 11 and was home alone with him when he died um and so she like blamed herself for his death because oh, wow. she was home um yeah but they um thought that it was a heart attack and then his family was skeptical because um that didn't seem like a cause that they thought would be reasonable uh so they wanted an autopsy but then stacy was like nah sounds good um, and she refused the autopsy. So then, uh, three That's years suspect. later, right? Like, just do it. Just put everyone at ease and do it, you know? <clears throat> so then, uh, three years later, in 2003, she married David Castor. Um, mm-hmm. So he worked at an air conditioning installation repair company, and Stacy worked as his office manager. Um, doesn't sound like he'd be loaded with money. No. 
Um, so then a couple years later, so what was that, 2003? So literally two years later, um, she didn't wait very long. Moved on fast. Uh, so in 2005, she called the sheriff's office to tell them that her husband had locked himself in their bedroom for a day um, after they had an argument. Um, <coughs> so then when he didn't show up at work, she became worried. Not when he locked himself in their bedroom and then wouldn't answer at all, but the next day when he didn't show up to work, she was like, oh no, that seems weird. Hmm. Um, so she claimed that he was depressed, so then she still couldn't get a response, um, and then the, like, police officers came, they kicked in the bedroom door, and they found him lying dead. So among, among the items near his body was a container of antifreeze. Ooh, delicious. Yep. <clears throat> Mystery um, blue. And a half full glass of bright green liquid. Oh, so it's wow. the mystery green, I guess. Oh, mystery I mean, it's green. not really a mystery because it's antifreeze. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so uh, what they first originally thought was that he committed suicide through um, a self-administered lethal dose of antifreeze. Sure. Looks um, that way. But then the police found uh, his sad, sad wife's fingerprints on the antifreeze glass, and they found a turkey baster that had his DNA what? on the tip. Oh, wow. And so they begin to suspect her, obviously. I mean, duh. Um, she anti-basted him. And so him. they thought when he got too weak that she force-fed him the antifreeze with a turkey baster until he died. Wow. Yep. Um, so they started, one like, hell, trying to... one hell of a Thanksgiving meal. Um, so they tried to, like, build a case on her. They wiretapped her house, listening to, like, phone calls. Um, they put cameras on her husband's grave sites because, um, they, which she buried her husbands next to each other, like, side by side. A little collection, sure. Um, they thought that, like, if she truly loved them, then she would visit their graves and they could see, like, what she was doing while she was there and that would help build their case um but she she never she never did she never visited them um so then what they ended up doing was exhuming wallace poor michael wallace her first oh, husband yeah, yeah. and then um they did a toxology screening and found that he also had been killed by being poisoned with anti even that long after they're able to tell that that's yeah, yeah, I had no idea, like, how long it, well, honestly, he Over died two years, in, right? he died in 2000, and then her second husband died in 2005, so it wasn't, um, that's, that's a long time, yeah, five years, it's not as, I mean, it's long time to have a toxology report, not a long time to murder multiple people, though, no, no, multiple husbands, like, she works fast, she murdered a husband, Found a new husband somehow, and then also murdered him within the span of five years. In the past five years, I literally met and <laughs> married one husband. That's it. Yeah, and had a kid. Right, and had it. Yeah, she has two kids. She she was getting work done. Um. So then, in two thousand seven, they were building this case against her, and basically had full on proof that she murdered both of her husbands. 
So then um, on her eldest daughter, Ashley's, like, she was going to college. On her first day of college, the police came. And this is her daughter with her first husband. Right, right. So then her poli- the police came to her school and started um, asking her questions about her father's death and, like, mm. bringing up old five-year-old memories. Wow. Um, especially oh, because thing, she, she blamed, blamed herself. herself. Yeah. Um, so she called her mom, like, super upset and so her mom was like, oh, come home. We'll have a drink together and, like, we can talk about it. Oh, no. Don't go in there. Don't um, go in the house. So she like she went home. Is, I know, like right? Like a movie right now. So she went home and her mom offered her a nasty tasting drink, but she which she didn't want, but then she eventually drank because she trusted. It's her mother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 17 hours later, she was found comatose on her bed by her younger sister, Wow. Um, so then her mom, Stacy, made the 911 call. Um, and so then her sister left her side for one minute. Like, I don't her, her I mean, she was in comatose and she like left for yeah. a minute, had yeah. to go to the bathroom, whatever. And then she came back and there was the suicide note. Um, it's incredible. She woke and up. And she was like, what? Left a note. Um, it was Ashley's murder confession where she admits to having killed her father and her stepfather. Hmm. Um, so they found that like a fatal dose of painkillers had been found in her system. And she most likely would have died if she was not taken to the hospital a few minutes later because her younger sister found her. Um... And so when she woke up, she said she didn't remember, like, having written a suicide note. And the last thing she remembered was her mom making an alcoholic drink for her, which is something she had never done before. Um, so then um, they they finished building the case against Stacy, mm-hmm. who very obviously killed her two husbands. And attempted to um, and- daughter. And then, yes, additionally, they brought the case on her that she had attempted murder on her daughter because um, the computer-generated note um, had actually been written by um, Stacy, and they found, like, other versions of it on her, um, yeah, computer. So good at poisoning, not so good at word. Yes. Yeah. But, like, how do you... How do you do that? Like, for, I mean, how do you kill multiple husbands, which is, like, ridiculous in itself? You're turkey-basting, force-feeding one of them. Strong woman, first of all. Uh, well, he was so, like, weak at that point, oh, I feel yeah. like, because yeah. he was sick, that she was just like, eat it. But then, like, my thing is, how do you try and murder and then blame your daughter? I feel like there's, even with some people who are serial killers and uh, or murdered someone, there's still that that block of your children. Like you want to remain normal for your children or whatever, but crossing that line, I mean, it just shows that even women can be as vile as men, apparently. I mean, even to the point where she was like partying in her backyard with like friends while her daughter was like in a comatose before her younger sister found her, like nothing was wrong. Like she's, yeah. Worst of the worst. So, um, yes, she got 25 years to life for the murder of her second husband, um, and then 25 additional years for her attempt to kill her daughter. And the first husband, they still didn't have a case for still? Um, I couldn't find anything on that. I only found that they... Maybe they just figured 50 years 
that's enough. Well, it's 25 to life is the first one, so right. I could extend potentially forever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the multiple consecutive sentences. She's donezo. Yeah, she'll serve just over 51 years before she becomes eligible at parole, which at her age is effectively a life sentence. As it should be. Wow. Turkey basting your husband to death. Right? So if anybody ever complains about your food, you can just force feed them your your dinner with a turkey turkey baster. Turkey baster antifreeze. There's nothing suspicious about that at all. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, we forgot to, uh, speaking of delicious uh, drinks, we forgot to talk about our drink tonight. Um, So, uh, if we die, please note Nick made this for us tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's a strong drink. I don't know, maybe there's some antifreeze in there. Right? He hit it. That's why he was stirring it and not shaking it. (laughs) So he made us Manhattans. Yes, they're super fancy. I feel very... um, Is that that the the time for, for dinner? Yeah, so I I told Nick, um, I was like, you have to make us a dinner cocktail. And then he kept telling me that he was going to make us a Negroni, but he'd have to buy a lot of things. Ne- um, what now? That sounds like a racist word or something. Negroni? Is what that is what Negroni? it is? I have no idea. God, I'm probably butchering this. should have Nick come up and... Negroni. Yeah, no. It's N-E-G-R-O-N-I. I have not heard of that. It's one part gin, one part vermouth, and one part Campari, garnished with an orange hmm. peel. Orange peel. Well, we had our fair share of gin earlier in this season. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's part of the reason was like, like I can't drink gin yet. Um, and then the other part was um, we don't have uh, Campari, and I don't think we had vermouth. I'm not sure, though. Um, so instead, he went well, this for... This has vermouth, so you have, it might, oh. depending on what kind. Yeah. This is bourbon, sweet vermouth, he said, and some bitters. Right. That's a true martini. So it's the fanciest dinner drink that I guess this ah, is what you should be okay. drinking while you're having dinner at all times. While you're poisoning your wife, this is what you should drink. Delicious Manhattan. Here, cheers. We're in martini glasses, so we gotta not spill this shit. Oh, Oh, man, you always did. (laughs) I'm just, like, hitting it onto the edge of my computer, so I'm just gonna dump alcohol all over my computer and ruin everything. Well, I'll murder Kelly today. So, my murder today is brought to you by High School Biology. Uh, I was going along the theme of poisoning. Um, but I wanted to be creative about it, not just use uh, some you know typical kind of poison that, that we've talked about before. Um, but something was stuck in my head, and that was a certain kind of mushroom that I did a report on in high school biology. And I think you'll like the name. The name of this mushroom is the Destroying Angel. Yes, yes. And the report that I had to do was create an album with song titles that related to the mushroom and its characteristics. So, a lot of puns. It was one of the best homework assignments I've ever had. And we had to do artwork for the front of it. Anyway, it was great. It was great. Needless to say, this mushroom is fatal and slow acting. And my idea was that I'm not a big fan of mushrooms. Kelly will eat mushrooms if they're in something or on something. But yeah. most people know that like mushrooms are like the one thing I'm like not a big fan of. 
Um, so I can usually get away with not eating them. My kids don't like mushrooms either. So uh, my plan is to create a dish that integrates these mushrooms um, for myself, but spare, oh, sorry, spare myself as well as the kids. But Kelly will most assuredly eat them if they're inside the dish. Um, they also resemble <clears throat> um, a common, uh, some common uh, mushrooms that can be found all over the world. Um, that are edible, such as the button mushroom, meadow mushroom, uh, or the horse mushroom. Now, I'm not big on my fungi, so I don't know what all of them look like, but it's a, just like a well, white cat. Well, mushroom, I was going to say a button mushroom is like the normal one that you normally eat, and then I'm just picturing the horse mushroom being like a giant button probably mushroom. Probably a bigger version of that. Yeah. yeah, and this is probably like a medium-sized mushroom. Uh, they can grow uh, like the edges of woodlands. They can even grow in grass. You could grow them in your backyard. So you don't even have to buy one. You could just literally grow one in you your backyard. You could. And the alibi is I just look like a regular mushroom, mushroom you'd eat. I, I, didn't I don't know, know anything, anything about, about mushrooms. I never did a report in biology <laughs> about this destroying angel mushroom. They pull it out of your closet. They're like, what is this? Uh, so there's many varieties that are found all over the world. Um, but the good part, good uh, operative word, uh, the symptoms don't appear for 5 to 24 hours. Uh, and when the symptoms do appear, the toxins have already been absorbed and the damage has already been done to the liver and kidney tissues. So it's irreversible by the time you start to feel sick. Um, and as little as half a mushroom cap can be fatal. That's one, that's one bite. Yeah. All you need is one bite of this mushroom. In 24 hours, you think you have the stomach flu um, or food poisoning. And the damage is already done to your liver and kidneys. Jeez. And you're probably going to eat more than just like that tiny amount. So you're like double done for. You're, you're done. Yeah. 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 I mean, everybody else is. Stick a fork in you because you are done. Every, everyone else is having a fun time except for the fun guy who's eating the destroying angel. Um, so it could be in a salad. Right, raw on a salad, Omelet, pizza topping, pizza. Um, so something real simple and kind of noticeable. So you have a reason. Um, so I would have a reason not to eat pasta. It, right? like a pizza yeah, I guess topping. you'd want. I'd take it off, but she would eat it. On, on okay, the pizza but what topping. if you took it off, but then there was enough of like the mushroom oils that came off when it cooked that it had infected the cheese? Well, then I might get a little sick. So have then you should some, probably some do the salad. I would say it'd be the easiest to mm -hmm. pick it out. Good call. So, and then you could you could hard pass on salad a lot more easily than you could be like, actually, yeah, I just yeah. don't want pizza tonight. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. That would no, make no, no, no thanks, honey. sense. I'm, I'm not going to eat the pizza tonight. Uh, so again, yeah, it would just present as like food poisoning until it's too late. Wow. And you're would be destroyed into an angel. Um. So actually, food poisoning. Uh, it's funny you bring this up because that is what mine is based on um i actually so i kind of stole this from there's the rajneeshi bioterror attack i don't know if you have heard of that i have not also was um they had a different name too they went by osho so it's a cult okay um and they were in oregon and basically what they wanted was they wanted to make, like, the entire voting population of the city sick. Wow. So then um, they could go and vote and win in, like, the county elections and take over the city in Oregon. There's, like, thousands of people don't don't vote, but these 
few well, people so, do. So they, they with food poisoning, they um, contaminated like salad bars at 10 local restaurants with salmonella. And they oh, ended okay. up giving food poisoning to 751 people. That's that's incredible. Yes. Um, so, I don't think enough to swing a, a whole vote, but well, it's still a pretty big Well, they ended up postponing impact. the vote anyways. Like, they were like, mm, something fishy is going on. Oh, wow, you guys poisoned everyone. Like, oh, this isn't going to work out. They didn't think that through fully. <laughs> no. Although they are a cult, so I'm not sure how... Like the one, the on. one guy, like the leader of the cult, had the idea, and then everybody else just had to go to all the salad bars. Well, sure, sure. I've had um, a vision. They're going to shit all over the salad bar. <laughs> <laughs> no one will know. Um, yeah, so this, like, at first I didn't even know you could purposefully give someone salmonella, and then I found out that salmonella is oftentimes meat that's been, like, contaminated with feces of someone who is mm. sick mm-hmm. or of, like, a, an animal. Um, so you can purposefully make food have salmonella. I don't want to partake in that process. Um, and then you'll have, like, <laughs> the salmonella bacteria, basically, which is all you need. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And so also, um, it's possible to die from salmonella, which is another thing that I had to look up. Because I know a lot of times it's just, you know, food poisoning and you don't feel good. And you're like, everything is awful. Um, but... If you get salmonella and it transfers, like, from your intestines and infects your bloodstream... You get, like, sepsis. You're a goner. Mm. And there's, like, 750 people, which, in the grand scheme of the amount of people who pass away in the United States every single year, that's not a lot. Um, But that does mean that it is a possibility. The other thing in my scenario is... So, here, I'll tell you my plan. Um, So... Basically, when I have made dinner and then Nick's like, don't want that, <laughs> I will be like, fine, what do you want? And it will be you want, pizza dear? or Hawaiian food. <laughs> and so then I will offer, like the generous human I am, to stop cooking dinner, clean all of it up, and then go get the pizza or Hawaiian food. He'll be so excited he won't even be suspicious. No. And then I will take the salmonella that I have cultured. And I will put some on the pizza that he's going to eat. Because sometimes I'll do like half that has like pepperoni or like I'll put olives on my half because he doesn't oh, yeah, like olives. Yeah. So then it's like a very designated half. Yeah, yeah. So I'll put it on his half of the pizza or I'll put it in like his Hawaiian food. And then he'll get sick. Which one? Like if you get sick every single time that you eat out, you probably would stop eating out. Sure. Um, if the salmonella doesn't kill so you. So again, you're giving him a choice to modify yes, his behavior. Yes. <laughs> So then the next time he comes into the kitchen and he's like, oh, I don't want that. And then he'll be like, you know what? I shouldn't say anything because last time I shit my brains out for two days. <laughs> Conditioned um, response. <clears throat> You're just making a better husband. That's all. That's what I just through pain and suffering. I'm building the <laughs> husband of my dreams. He's going to clean out the coffee pot, put his socks away. He's going to Honestly, eat I feel like he's listening to this because every single time I'm like, did you listen to our episode? And then he made a comment the other day about how he threw his socks down on the ground and then like thought of the episode and picked them up. And I was like, you do know that I don't have access <laughs> to arsenic, right? Like I don't just have these things. <laughs> Um, anyways, and then the other thing is if he does it, like, multiple times in a row, like, your chances of dying would escalate just, just from, like, dehydration and stuff from being that sick, those, like, that many times in a row. It's gonna break your body down over time. Right. And increase the likelihood of it, infection spreading. There are people who have died of food poisoning. It is a thing. You would blame the restaurant. 
what a week ago when I had it, I could have sworn I was going to die one of those days. No joke. No, so I mean, pain. everything is coming out of all of your orifices and it's miserable. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that is my, that is my murder. Next time I am delaying dinner so I can go get pizza out and you come over and say, hey, you want some pizza? You're not going to want pizza. I'm just going to wink at you. And if you wink back... I'm not going to eat the pizza because one half's going to have poisonous mushrooms. The other half's going to be contaminated with salmonella. Then we'll just get ourselves like a pizza that's just cheese pizza. And they'll be like, oh, cheese, I'd rather eat the one with the stuff. And I'll be like, please do. Absolutely. Go ahead. Children, eat the cheese pizza. No, no. Don't touch the pineapple one. Uh, yeah. It's going to be pizza night. <sighs> I know, right? Now we're never going to have pizza night again. We'll just be like, hey, do you guys want pizza? And both like Kelly and Nick will be like, no, 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 no. I've noticed that happening like when we're, we're doing things like family get togethers and like you're pouring the coffee and stuff or that mug that I still have to break that you mentioned back in what, episode one, right? Uh, episode, two, episode two. two. Uh, yeah, I've noticed that uh, in, in daily life. I'm, I see things. I'm like, ooh, that's uh, that's supposed to kill you. <laughs> Nick, uh, Nick was charging his phone. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to back up here because I, that might overheat and explode. Right? I told you, he's literally always charging his phone. We have phone chargers in like every single room. Of, you can look right now. There is a phone charger in this room because we have phone chargers in every single room of our house. Gotta have his cell phone. Just like he's got to get what he wants for dinner. Right? Well, between your black widows, uh, Nor and his taste for goat... Um, the delicious pizza I'm sure we'll probably have next week because nobody likes to cook. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll all stay safe and healthy. No right? more food poisoning as we uh, get closer and closer to Halloween. Speaking of food poisoning, uh, I think we're going to have a Halloween episode soon. Yes, uh, we are. Probably our, I mean, it would have to be our next episode. We Yeah, if we want it before Halloween. Yeah, we'll do a Halloween themed and I have, actually, oh my god, I have a list for you. Oh, goody goody. Yeah, talking about um, the history of why people uh, think that their kids' candy is poisoned. Oh, And it gets really dark really fast, so. So it's legitimate. Those concerns are legitimate? Um, Spoilers? Mm, let's not say they're legitimate, so. I assume everything is poison that's given to my children at all times, so. I'm right double there. check the wrapper 87 times. I'm not saying it's not good practice to double check, but like no one is no one has actually been recorded putting razor blades into random strangers candy. Oh. That's how it gets dark. Slightly there's been razor there's been razor blades in candy. Okay. But okay. it's like within the family. Oh jeez. Even yeah. dark. Oh, that's nice. So okay. yeah, make okay. sure you tune in Let's next week. But um in between then, remember while marriage is messy. Murder is messier. So just shut up and eat the dinner. Mm-hmm.